welcome to the More About Jesus podcast. My name is Alan Martins, and I'm here with my cousin who will tell you his name. I am Daniel Dunbar. Do I have to say every time you're my cousin now? It doesn't really matter. I don't know. It's it's good to it's good for people to know that you know, maybe, you know we're family. We're we're family. That, yeah, we're in cahoots. We're in cahoots. <laughs> the best kind of cahoots. That's right. Yeah, no, that's okay though. Yeah, anyways, this is what we do. Um, we're two regular dudes. Uh, not that everyone else isn't regular, but we're not famous. No. Uh, we're not highly educated, but we're educated. Um, we both have wives and families and with the older kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both have a deep desire to uh, make our lives more about Jesus. That's why we call this more about Jesus, because we're here to... Uh, look into those things so uh, some of the topics we're going to come up with might uh, shake things up a bit and they're not meant to cause discord or have people argue or make arguments we're just sharpening each other and exploring things and uh, along the way learning to be more like Jesus and make our our faith our religion how we practice our life more about Jesus there, yeah. write all that down. That's <laughs> we'll say that every. That's our new tagline. <laughs> that's our new tagline. Okay, I'll have to transcribe that afterwards. Was, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get our transcribers on that and our editors, <laughs> our staff, our staff, all 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 of them, all the staff, <laughs> every yeah. single one, every single one of them. So, that's right. uh, it's full on winter here now. Yes, it definitely is. I left so on whatever it was. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You visited. That was super special. We could talk about that a bit. Yeah, we will. But for those of you who live somewhere other than in Canada, we got hit on. It was like the seventeenth or sixteenth of November. We're like boom! It was like God oh. flipped a switch. As the seventeenth of November, it, yeah, it's, it's the eighteenth of November right now. So, oh no, no, no! It was this. Like 10th or yeah, it was early November. Yeah, I made a post about it. It was crazy. Like the third, my wife is showing me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It it was was like God flipped a switch and it's it's winter. Yeah. Yeah. We went it wasn't a little big storm and then minus 25 or whatever. Yep. Smelsiest. In in like uh, a rest rest of the world degrees. Minus 25. (laughs) that's right well there's so really there's no standard anywhere else eh well the the, the standard is celsius i mean for the rest of the world everybody else pretty much uses the metric system it's just uh the united states uses fahrenheit for the most part americans yeah yeah i heard today in buffalo they had a storm and then on cbc news it said um 120 centimeters so that's a meter four and, feet. Yeah, it, they're they're expecting a. Four and I thought they, if they're listening, they don't even know what that is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> does it sound more to them? One hundred and twenty centimeters, or does it sound? Yeah, one hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty. What the heck? But we know a centimeter is really little. But yeah. <laughs> uh, a meter is a lot of snow to get in one in twenty four hours. Yeah. So. Well. I think it's supposed to be like over the course of the weekend Hashtag for Buffalo. Pray for Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, all you in Buffalo area because it's supposed to start and it's and all it's the possibility. It's the possibility of four feet of snowfall because it's all the weather that's coming off of Lake Erie. That's going oh, yeah, yeah. that's going to be pushing down there. So it's it may or may not be four feet of snowfall, but they're looking at around four feet of snowfall. But it's coming from us, and we're sending it. So we're sending yourselves. it full yeah. send. We Just can't send take it. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can't have it all. No, you got to share. That's right. <laughs> our friendly neighbors to the north here we go yeah we yeah. just so you came and visit what uh and how was that oh it was awesome i i must say I, I thought it was good yeah it was it was really good that uh alan and gloria and their family had invited brandy uh who, who was my wife for those of you who don't know um out to their place for for a I few days her. yeah 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 so and we, because it, it worked out really good because um, Remembrance Day was a holiday here. Uh, so we were able to come down, uh, drive down on the yeah. Friday and then spend. The Friday was off work. Yeah. yeah. So the Friday, we spent Friday, uh, Friday and part of Saturday down there, uh, down there, up there. I think you're actually more north. Yeah, we're down. We're more south. Are you? From Edmonton, yeah. From Edmonton? Oh, we wow. are. The Yellowhead runs. Uh, like from you, it would go south, east, down all the way to like Winnipeg or Yorkton or something like that. I think the yeah. Yellowhead Highway. Yeah, we're I right just, on that. I thought it. I thought it curved up a little bit towards North Battleford, like because I know it. It does run fairly straight uh, uh, east west, fairly level. But I couldn't remember if you were north or south of us by just a little bit. So we're quite a bit farther south. Really, I but believe. You're, you're so much. But you're colder. a whole another province away. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, and and you're so much colder than we were, and are. Yeah, like we left your place. It was like minus eighteen as soon as we hit the BC or not BC, the Saskatchewan Alberta border. It was like zero. Yeah, they keep the switch there in Lloydminster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can see it. There's yeah. like when you're driving on the road, they have the two switches. <laughs> <laughs> they have the two oh, switches that are right there on the road. Only that's, that's people it's the, get that dumb It's the joke. border posts, right? Yeah. Because because uh, Lloyd Minster, for Lloyd, those of you who don't know, it's it's a border town. So it's a like, half of it. Half of the city is in Alberta, and half is in Saskatchewan. Okay. We have the good half. <laughs> I filled up on the other side. Yeah. Gas right. was gas was cheaper in Alberta. <laughs> Way cheaper. Just a couple cents. But no, yeah, because of different taxes. Different taxes. So other than visiting me, did you have any other terrible things? I mean, good things happen uh, in your last couple of weeks. I guess it's been three weeks. Has it? So well, since, since we since we've podcasted, yeah, because we we actually just yeah. got together last weekend. That's that's yeah. when we were up there. Was just last weekend. And and instead of podcasting, we played board games. Yeah, and that was awesome. I thought that was you know it was because we did think about actually podcasting together, like doing one live session together. Mm-hmm. But then it was just it was more important for us and our families just to sit down and and play a board game, uh, a couple of, a couple of games actually. So we played um, cover your assets. 
That was an awesome game. I got to it play. somewhere here. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then what was that other one? A one word or whatever is it? This is Cover Your Assets. Yeah. That was a fun game. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah. And one I won from LTNCon, just one. Just one. Yeah, that was a that was another really fun game. Yeah. So yeah. thank you to LTNCon for uh for allowing Alan to win that game and we had a lot of fun playing it. Oh, it's super good. Yeah. I like games where you have to write stuff down and guess what the person's gonna say and all those kind of things. <laughs> There was only you get there to was, know how people think, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My week was, well, I've had a busy couple weeks at work, and it's been more serious and strenuous, and I'm learning my limitations. That's one of the things that I've worked on the last little while is uh, not putting too much on myself. So... I was actually considering starting a board game club in town mm -hmm. and I, I held back on that. And now I'm glad he didn't. Cause that, I know it doesn't sound like lots maybe to some people, but for me to have my brain occupied with another thing, uh, and then work is keeping my brain occupied lots. I, then I, I start to get, uh, a little snippy and frustrated and a little depressed sometimes even. Because yeah. there's just too much on me. And uh, I know my limitations. That's so I just don't. And I don't feel guilty about it. I said, no, I'm just going to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. By and myself. I'm going to have a coffee. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Dancing with the Stars with my wife. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Right. She's pretty cool, my wife. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a really we renewed our contract for an, at the twenty five year we renewed for another twenty five so that's right yeah we'll be at it for another twenty some <laughs> yeah we had uh, we had an awesome time uh, with with you and Gloria and your boys and great time playing games and chatting and catching up and. It was. A, it was. A well, really we all had some stuff we needed to talk about too, about oh, yeah. situations in our lives and things. And yeah, I think I could sense from it that we needed that. Both of us needed that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's there's lots going on in uh, my life right now, and uh, even some of the situations that uh, that we are in, where I can't even really discuss it any more than what I did on the last episode. So, um, yeah. And that's, that's really all I want to say about that right now. Because yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff going on that, um, yeah. And talking about it probably is not going to help the situation at all. So, yeah, but it was good. It was good to get together, uh, in person face to face hug each other and share some meals some and and for those of you who don't know Alan and Gloria are amazing hosts and amazing cooks it was it was a great time yeah adequate yeah got to got to play the arcade game 
uh, Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yeah, my son Tim bought that console yeah. thing, one of yeah. those big mini arcade things. Yeah, takes you back to like the quarter cut, quarter crunching uh, days. Oh yeah, and plug those. Machines. Not mine. Mine were like was Tempest and Defender and. Oh yeah. It's a millipede. Pole position. Oh, yeah. Pole position. That one was great. That was the so best So what was one. your favorite? So you remember going to the arcade? Oh, dude, I, I got yeah, in trouble at arcades. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what was your favorite game? But before you say that, do you remember how in pole position you could basically just drive straight? And then when you're about to turn right, you just spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah. You just keep going full tilt and you just spin it. Spin if you it. could time it right, yep. just and then you stop it. And then you'd spin it. And the wheel just keeps spinning, right? Because yep. it's not a real steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the only way to play pole position. And then you spin it to the left. Yeah. And the two-speed transmission, high and low. High and yeah, low. Yeah, high and low. Yeah, we could do it. I think my favorite was Tempest. I love Tempest. It was that sort of one with shapes and you had a dial. Yeah. That you could spin your guy around the outside edge and then just a shoot, a button to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, things they, kept coming on these in towards and crash into you. Cause they were, it was like and, a 3D. Let's say it was like yeah, 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 3D. Yeah. So exactly. You were on the edge. And what it did was, like your your character was around the outside edge, and then I had all these lines going down towards a center point, and yeah. all the all the other aliens or whatever that you were trying to go against, they started coming up the lines. And so you'd you clear to, the round, and then you'd yeah. go whoosh into the middle and start yeah. a new shape. A new shape. I love that one, yeah. And yeah. you had like a certain amount of smart bombs you could press. And nuke all the bad guys, and you'd be like desperate. It's like all these things are ah oh, crap, crap, crap. I gotta save it, but then you finally just press that the hyperspace bomb or whatever, and everything goes pew and saved your bacon. Yep, that was a good game. Oh yeah, yeah, so many games that I loved. So many games. So you didn't have a favorite? Oh, Could you nail one down. Well, because because as the years went on, it's like, oh, this is my new favorite. And oh, this is my new favorite. Right. Because new graphics would come out, new gameplay or whatever. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you start off with uh, Pac-Man was really awesome. You know, back way back in the day. Um, Miss Pac-Man. I loved you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That uh, one was my favorite out of those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then what which oh, which other video games? Uh, Ninja Gaiden. That one, that one ate up a lot of my quarters at, at the mall in Elkford. Yeah. Street Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter. When that came out, Street Fighter, then Street Fighter 2. And then I got... Who yeah. um, was amazing. Yeah. yeah. The one I got really good at was Virtua Fighter. Oh, yeah. Didn't you have that on a console? Because I had it on a console, and it was exactly this. Because I was back I remember the Sega, you playing it on the Sega, Sega not, the, I had it. This, is that I had what the, it was? Yeah. I had the Sega Saturn. Okay. Could remember if day. it was like that 32 bit yeah. addition to the nope the Genesis or whatever it was. They had a different one. Yeah, the Genesis. Yeah, you can I get... played it at your house. I remember playing that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that was uh um what was it? Brian Friesen uh 
told me, he's like, oh, I remember you. We played like Virtual Fighter down in your basement, had one family yeah. reunion. Oh, we had like cool. a, we had like because I set up like for all the for all the the cousins and stuff like that. I actually yeah. set up like a fighting tournament with it. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was really good at that game to the point where I could go into an arcade with one quarter, plug it in there, and complete the whole game. Nice. And and one time one time I was on a ferry from from. Uh, uh, to Vancouver Island to go visit uh, 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 my grandma Dunbar, and I was like, "Oh, they got Virtual Fighter on the on the on the ferry," and I'm like, "Great!" Because oh, this is like an hour long boat ride. So I'm sitting yeah. there. I plug in a quarter. I get about halfway through the game, and a kid comes up and he starts to put a quarter in, and I'm like, "Don't, please don't!" And I'm like, 19 at the time. I'm like, "Don't, don't put your quarter in. Don't do it." And he sticks it in. He presses the other player button, and I wipe. I wipe them off because I'm like, just let me finish the game and the machine is yours. I will walk away and the machine is yours. So he plugs another quarter in and I KO him out of the ring within like three hits every single time. And his dad's like, how about if you just let him finish the game like he's saying? (laughs) So I just, I finished the game and I like, there you go. The machine is yours. Like I beat the final boss. I'm like, there you go. Oh, in the old days, you would come and put your quarter on. Yeah. Saying, I'm next. Yeah, yeah. But this is, it was like, a, it could be a two-player game where you're fighting against somebody else, yeah. right? And I'm like, no, no. Buddy. I know. There was a, I, I remember one time in a part, in arcade, they had a Street Fighter, a really nice one, a big one with a big screen. Yeah. And there was just two lineups. Oh, yeah. And you just waited in line until one guy lost, and then your line would go... Yeah. So if one good guy was on the left hand side, and you'd be like, "Crap! Like, when am I going to get my turn?" Oh yeah, especially when Street keep, Fighter Two Championship keep beating all these chumps on the right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Street Fighter Two Championship Edition. That was the one that. Yeah, that was the one that always had the lineup at it. Always. Where you could play uh, M Bison. Yeah. Yeah. And all those. That I was know, the first can... time I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like poo. I like poo. Yeah. And all, you know, they always had this yoga flame, yoga fire, yoga, yoga fire. Oh, <laughs> the memories. Oh, the memories. Those were awesome times. And none of this has anything to do with our topic tonight. No, no. We're just, we like video games as well. Yeah. Video games. Yeah. I'm into uh, a new world now. New world? Luke, Luke got me into it. Mm-hmm. Frostbite, yeah, it's it's a Amazon MMO. Okay, it's really good. I, I I didn't think it looked that good when it first came out, and then I I just tried it, and it's amazing. Oh, nice. Anyways, this isn't the video game thing. This <laughs> is uh, we're twenty minutes in already. We got to get going. Yeah, yeah. Our topic today. Uh, I, I, yeah, our topic today is going to end up being about prayer, and I have lots to say about this. So, oh, I pray that you I do. will. Um, <laughs> the, I was thinking we read from five to thirteen. Just do the whole prayer thing. Five, six. Oh, yeah, verse. Verse. Yeah, chapter. So we're in Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, and we're starting at verse five. Hmm. And I was thinking of reading right through to 13. Just do this whole thing as one chunk of prayer. Oh, it's that's 13. Actually, I was going to say all the way down, because that whole thing goes all the way down to 16, 18. 
Oh, I was going to end at the Lord's Prayer. Oh, because I think there's so much more gold at the end, though. Well, that's why we need a whole podcast episode for that. Oh, okay. Maybe. We'll see how far we get with this one. I can't believe you just do that to me right here on live TV. On live. <laughs> well, we'll start with that anyway. Let's start with, yeah. why don't we do a chunk and then talk about the chunk? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see where it gets us. So we'll just, this is verses five and six. Uh, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. So this is similar to the one about giving in front of people. Yeah. Uh, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. So is, he, so is all public prayer wrong? I don't think he's saying that, but... No, I think... The point's pretty easy to get, I think. I think, like, I think what he's saying there is, like, don't showboat. Don't try to make, like, a spectacle of it. Don't try to make yourself look more important than everybody else by doing these big fancy prayers. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's because that's what he gets into later on, too. What would it have meant to them? Like, who it's... I, I guess I thought right away about the guy, this, the parable of the 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 sinner who is like praying and dust and ashes and saying, God, forgive me. But then yeah, the Pharisees praying, oh, I'm glad I'm not like that dumb sinner over there. Yeah. Yeah. How much how much of the how much of the public proclamation was actually just empty words? Or yeah. they're just trying to make themselves look better, or they're trying to make themselves look more godly. No, I'm all. I for... should have looked into the the historical, maybe the cultural things too. Like, do they do like uh, long drawn out ceremonial type of prayers? You know what I mean. I don't I know. I seem to remember that in Jewish culture, like like people at the Wailing Wall. What do they pray like? Yeah, I've, you know what I mean. I've never been there. I've seen I've seen videos of that, but never been to the. Oh my no, goodness! No, no. I've I've barely have you ever been... kissed the Blarney Stone? That'd be something you should do. <laughs> I've barely been out of Alberta. <laughs> no, that's Irish. The Blarney Stone, not Scottish. That's right. Sorry. That's right. That is. An that Ireland. could be offensive. That's that's enough to start wars. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong Celts, wrong Celts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think we all can picture in our head uh, showy public kind of prayers. Yeah, and I, I, and for us in our culture, it's not really a thing. Like we don't have too much people that will rock back and forth or put on a show or or chant or I, I don't know. Depends where you are. Yeah, so, but what does this mean to people in uh, typical evangelical churches? Is there something that we can pull out? Because we, we kind of hinted at it when we, we talked about this in, uh, in another podcast, mm-hmm. when Jesus said something about 
uh, are empty words, right? Yeah, yeah, we did we did talk about it a bit. I tied it into prayer, which yeah. meant more than just prayer, but now specifically he's saying stuff about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that public prayer is wrong, but I think he's getting at something deeper, which I think is in verse 7 and on a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so we have, now you're saying in the evangelical, we don't really see that much. But what about all the televangelists? And sometimes they can have showy prayers. Now, are they right? Are they wrong? I don't know. Yeah, no, see, and that's a cultural thing too. So in the southern states and with Southern Baptists specifically, they're preaching and those kind of things are really showy. Yeah. And that's just their culture. They just, they're into that. And, uh, well, I, I mean, I won't, I won't lie. I, I, it, it, it bugs me. I, this, I, to me, I just hear windbag. You're a windbag. But I know <laughs> that's not true necessarily or whatever, but that's where I'm just being honest. That's where my, it's where you go. Brain goes with it. Yeah, that's right. where I, I feel like that. And that I don't I'm not saying that it's true or anyone should think that. I just Yeah, yeah. Now sometimes it's like, yeah, okay, you you can scream or whatever, and but mm-hmm. what are you saying actually? Just cause you're just because you're screaming and sweating and wiping your head off doesn't mean you're saying anything important. Well, you know, again, you would have to take, you know, the context. Of it all, right? Mm-hmm. What's the context of what they're doing and why? Um, now, I've seen a lot within um, the vineyard, especially since since I attend and lead a vineyard, uh, a lot of different prayer types and people mm-hmm. that yeah, that, you'd have more more than I've seen because I've yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and yeah, I have seen people. Um, like physically shaking when when uh, when the presence of God is on them. I'll be I'll be quite honest. There's, there's no other way to explain it other than that, um, because it's just so overwhelming to them and weeping. And some people have cried and wailed and shouted, and and it's all in context, right? And now. Where I think Jesus is getting at here is don't try to make it a production, though. Yeah, like, like this is. But I mean, if that's happening, so like if someone is doing this shaking and it, 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 how could that not be a production? If well, do you know the person first off? Do you know them? And yeah. and are they like that all the time, or you know, is it? Because the the people that I know that that this actually happens to, it it's it's normal for them even in their own private yeah. prayer times. Yeah, for this. Well, to that's kind of why I brought up the Southern Baptist thing too. Not, I mean, that's not my jam, but I I back when I used to write blogs quite a bit, I did a whole series of ones about how we need each other as different types of churches. Like I think we've messed up by completely segregating into different groups. Mm. Because uh, in the Vineyard Church, you're naturally going to be attractive to people that are cool with that. Yeah. And people that grew up in my tradition, we don't want to see that. 
Yeah. That freaks the crap out of us. <laughs> it right? did, for, it not, did for me for the first while, too. Yeah. I'll be so honest, then, it did. It was like, it was like we keep in our separate you, areas you are so that we don't tunes. have to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but in your context, like you're saying in your church, that's not showy. That's normal. Yeah. But if it can, it can these, be those can people be. would come to an alliance church that, you know, yeah, that then that's. But even if their intentions, I don't know. So it's it's a complicated issue. It's not as simple as what, yeah, on the surface. No, no, and it's not. But it, but it can be showy, and and to that to that regard, there's also people within within like those those big church gatherings that we have where this happens almost on the regular. Like I'm not saying this happens every single Sunday. You come to my church. You come to my church. It's probably not going to happen. It's pretty rare. You'll still probably fall asleep. <laughs> so, but just I like mean, in your church. Uh, and in, in like, uh, the, bi- the bigger gatherings and stuff that we have, that's, that's when it happens. Uh, Sorry, that was loud more. And I would say that, but there are also people there that, um, cause it's happened. I've seen it happen where somebody was like, you know, they were, they were, they thought that they were yelling out a prophetic word or something like that. And then one of the leaders is like, does anybody else here think that came from God? Like he he conferred with some other people and he's like, we don't think that actually came from God. So we're going to, we're going to come and talk to you and see if that's, and see if that's what's going on and stuff. Wow. That's like, good. That's good to hear. Like some, some actual discernment. So, you know, leaders that you actually trust, um, who would actually discern that and just, just like sat back and are like, I don't think that's right. And I'm going to come over there and talk with you. And we're going to we're going to see where that came from and why and maybe it was right but we're going to really think it out right <laughs> we're going to really feel i mean that's the thing with the vineyard church we'll say that a lot we're going to we're going to see where god's going with this and not try to be us thinking about it but more feeling it's weird to describe that right yeah that we're able that that there are people within our church that are able to do that, like they have a, this a gift. connection. They, it is a gift because I don't have yeah. it. my my wife does. My people wife don't does. see it all the time. Like yeah. we don't, like it. Like I said, like there's a whole lot of spiritually uh, beneficial things that are just not in a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see a balance because a lot of churches that are allowing for people to speak uh, in what they think is prophetic or other things don't have people that are discerning. Mm-hmm. It becomes a free for all and there's chaos. Yeah. And that's on the extreme end, right? Yeah. But so, I mean, it's back and forth. And, uh, and that's, I don't know, I'm definitely not here to judge how people worship or do those things. Yeah. And that, well, but that was like we're saying in a context. Yeah. Um, it's normal for some people. What's normal is different in another place. <laughs> and it'll come down to what I think Jesus is getting at the heart of the whole thing. Yeah. So if you're doing something to be noticed by people, then that's Eggs. your reward. That's exactly. your reward. Eggs. Don't think I'm happy or impressed with that because I'm not. I can see in your heart, and so yeah. you're not fooling me. Yeah. Uh, it's 
like uh, there's so much in the old testament about that where he's like i don't even want your sacrifices or that or your your words of worship don't mean nothing to me if it's what i want is justice and what i want is your heart and and you know like i want your obedience yeah exactly exactly and and like in even in, in even in the message right so in the message the this first opening set this first opening section section of uh of this and when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? <laughs> and it continues on because we're going to continue on to the next part. Here's yeah. what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques, forgetting what you want from God. Now, that's something we can talk about. Don't wow. fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with, and he knows better than what better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. And then it'll go into the Lord's Prayer. But let's talk about that first section. Wow, that's really different. Totally different than what you've read before in any other like uh, version, huh? Yeah, there's a whole lot of interpretation there. Yeah, yeah. I like I like which a lot. I of don't that. mind now, which I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to that used to freak the crap out of me. Yeah, some people are like King James is only. I'm like, how can yeah, you yeah, read yeah, that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your huh. thoughts on that? Don't be a prayer ignorant, full of formulas well, and programs and advice, peddling techniques, forgetting what you want from God. Oh my goodness. How many times have you seen that? I know. If you pray this and way, God will do what I don't you like, want. Yeah, formulaic stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. never right. No, Jesus says it right there. There's no formula. Yeah. Well, and there was like, I remember years back, the church I attended followed every popular thing. So this book is popular. They put out a series about it and whatever California mega church did, they wanted to do. And so one of them was prayer of Jabez. So this guy wrote the prayer of Jabez because Jabez prayed for God to increase his land and God increased his land. And so this was the formula for praying was to pray like Jabez and say, God, and just to basically demand that God gives you more stuff and not just money and that, but, but other things like influence and like, so I would apply it to our podcast and say, I'm praying uh, the prayer of Jabez over my podcast so that will be the greatest podcast in all the world and we'll have millions of listeners oh my goodness the pressure that's the prince that's the principle behind the whole thing yeah i hated every second of it 
I totally and it oh it was such a terrible book. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, sometimes I don't mince words. <laughs> it, it just irked me to no end. Yeah, yeah. That someone would take that and then everyone sucks it up and believes it. Yeah, no. That's I guess that's what you want. Maybe it's exposing what you believe is like God's a genie or whatever. Yeah. That if you just didn't get that, and but you're not, you're you're really not facing the reality that there's people pray every day for a thing and it doesn't happen. Exactly, prayer is not about the thing that happens. Exactly. I mean, if, or at- if it is that, if that's all you do, if all you do is pray for a thing, God, I need this thing. I need you to stop this thing. You have a fifty-fifty chance of that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Basically. And that, to me, prayer has to be more than just that. Yeah, it's 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 hard as well, because then you also have, like, what about, um, you know, people who have dying relatives or mm-hmm. siblings or, or children, and they're mm-hmm. praying for them to get better and it doesn't get, and it doesn't happen. Right, and they wind up dying or whatever. Yeah, this this is the tough part, which happens every day. Happens all the time. Somewhere in the world, so, yeah, someone prayed for a thing and they it, it didn't happen, and it didn't happen. And you know, and oh, but if you prayed this formula, it would have no BS, BS. I think God looks more at what your and that's heart, garbage what you, what theology. Your, yeah, that that is garbage. Um, Plain I mean, and what simple. God is doing in that moment right there is he's really comforting you. I mean, if you're going through mm-hmm. something really super hard and you're praying for relief or something like that, just just remember that God is still listening to you. Um, there is no formula. God is always listening. Always listening. And he does know what's best for you. And um, I mean, because people prayed for, for, for Brandy um, when when she was sick, that that she would be miraculously healed, and mm-hmm. we knew that it wasn't going to happen. We just knew. Um, the only way that she was healed was through a heart transplant, which means somebody else had to die so that my wife could live. And I had I had a really hard time praying for that because praying for a heart for my wife. Uh, because mm-hmm. that meant somebody else had to die for my wife to live. And that, I, I refused to pray that. I wouldn't, I, yeah. And so, Heck no. No, and it's, it's, it's horrible to go through. But you could pray for comfort for like yeah. the families that just lost a loved one. And there's all kinds of things, ways to yeah. pray, but we tend to be so narrowly focused. Yeah, and, and we do. And we do every year, actually, for... Um, uh, when when my wife's heart birthday comes around, we actually do. We pray for the family that uh, cool. that lost somebody so that my wife can live. So, and that they keep that secret, right? You, or yeah, like you don't. Yeah, they don't yeah. even allow people to find out. No, no. Yeah, that's that's here in Canada. Um, it is secret, very secret, very safe. It's 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 a better kept secret than than the Ring of Power. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. That's right. <laughs> so, um, it, it, 
how does it word uh, in your version again about, so verse 7, mine says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Yeah, that's the, the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling yeah. techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. There's so much in there about that I think that church culture needs to look at on a deeper level. That's why I think that the the, the message is trying to get at something bigger than just using lots of words. It's not, Jesus isn't saying, um, please try to just be more concise when you pray. That's yeah. not what he's saying. He's saying there's this whole showy element to it that is just not, it's just, it's useless actually. And we kind of hinted at that when we talked about it. Like, I, I think church culture has created a dynamic that's unfortunate um, in our services. So, worship leaders, especially, mm-hmm. or, or pastors, have a way of praying. And, well, I'll, I mean, and I've joked about it before, but th- we do use the words just lots, like just. So, I, right now, I'm daring people. I'm daring people try to pray without saying the word just. Yeah. God, just, we just wanted this or we just wanted that. It's, and I'm not trying to make fun. I'm actually being serious about it because find different words. You grew up, you grew up in a church Mm -hmm. and you heard people praying. And eventually over time, people all kind of start saying the same things and it becomes Christianese. It's like its own little language. And it makes it hard for people that are new to want to pray at all because they don't know that language. They don't know that reality that you can actually just talk to God in a normal voice like you're like, I'm talking to you. So Mm -hmm. if you, if I just, Daniel, just want to just you to be with me, just Daniel, (laughs) Daniel Dunbar, (laughs) Daniel, while we're Daniel talking, Daniel, it sounds like I'm a crazy person. Right? How many but times? somehow we're okay with people seeing God, Jesus, Lord, God, Lord, just, we just, Lord, God, just. That's not, like, that's, it's weird. It's, it's their punctuation And people marks. think it's weird, but people, and in fact, it might even be a little bit of taking the Lord's name in vain, because you're using it for filler. You don't know what to say. Mm. I, I think that's even almost sacrilegious in a sense, if you want to go that way. Because you're just using God's name as filler. Or maybe people are just, 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 like, just really, um, (laughs) I'm going to get stuck on the just thing. I think maybe people, when they are doing that, they're still reminding themselves who they're talking to. Yeah, I think they have great intentions. I think it's just, oh, I I said it again. Yeah, just, oh, no. (laughs) But I think that, um. And, it, and this is this is a hard thing because because you, you don't want to discourage people from praying for each other either. Exactly, and I don't want to embarrass them or anything no. if that's how they pray, right? Yeah, 
but then I think that they're the ones creating the environment for like, so the people that grew up in church, yeah. create, like they've always heard, mm-hmm. uh, there's a formula and a language that it just carries on unless someone's taught them, you know what? You can just talk normal. Like, yeah. So I've had people in my life over the years that have done those things and, uh, help me understand prayer in a different way. Mm-hmm. So when I pray, it doesn't sound like that. But I'll admit I'm triggered by hearing it, like that Christianese prayer. Like I can't, uh, if I'm if I do watch a service online or go to a service and the 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 worship leaders' prayer, it's quite often just I have to really focus to not want to pick them apart and just be annoyed by them. Yeah, but that's that's a me thing. That's a me weakness. What do you think of that? Is that a is this a legitimate concern? Can we learn to pray better in public, or is it all showy? Maybe we should just try to keep it. Because, well, I don't think it's okay. From for for me, it's not all private prayers because I do lead worship, and so mm-hmm. I do have to do a few public prayers. Um, and I think public prayers are great. Yeah, especially like wel- welcoming prayers, welcoming people in, thanking God for mm-hmm. for everything that He's given for us, or whatever, and and publicly praying for people who are sick or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's awesome. I mean, you are, um, in effect, trying to get everybody on board with praying for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Or bringing out a um, a problem that. That is happening, right? And even it's communal. Yeah, it's it's, it, uh, it, it it's an important thing because you're not just talking to God; you're sharing things with people too. Yeah, yeah, and not like embarrassing or anything like that. But I'm, I'll say it's more um, when we look at it, especially. Um, there's been there's been something like uh, there was uh, one that I, one interview I just uh, listened to with somebody who does a lot of prophetic praying. Um, uh, at church, at churches, and and he was like, "Don't have music going when you do it, because you don't want to. You you don't want to have. Uh, you don't want to be manipulating people through the music at the same time." That's kind of ties into our last discussion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You don't need prayer pads. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't need the. You don't need the. You don't need the prayer God. pads and the music and stuff like that. I going could just on. feel your presence, Lord. Yeah. And, well, that's exactly what he's saying. Is like, do it without that because yeah. you don't want you don't want it to be manipulating people through the music by creating that space. And he's like, turn the lights up. You want to see people. Don't leave the lights down. Don't leave them, you know, dimmed or whatever. And to that, you know, as as what you usually see. Yeah. He's like, I want to see the people because he says that's when he can see what's happening with people and who's actually experiencing the presence of God, and then he'll pray for that person. Yeah, and then I like that's and then people. that's what and then that's what happens. And he went through. He's like, it's not really formulaic, but he's just like, it's happening more than once that he's noticing certain things, and then he prays into people, and then it's just like wave upon wave of the Holy Spirit shows up, and he's like, and it can take like anywhere from five minutes to half an hour. It's just empathy is what it really is. God-directed empathy. Yeah, yeah. And that's that version of, like, so I know, I, I, 
vineyard movement has always had that element of prophecy in that regard. Yes. Uh, where others don't understand prophecy that way. It's, they see it only as predicting the future or whatever, but, and I don't care what you call it. I think it's from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That when people see that, I, I do it when I pray for people that I know. Yeah. And I can do it with, with just sending uh, messages to people because and you the Holy did. Spirit in me keeps me yeah. uh, actively thinking about people and their needs. And I see them post things or whatever. And then I think, oh, today's the day that this. And, uh, and then I will send them a message. I'm thinking of you today because of this and that. And mm-hmm. type out a little prayer or whatever. Yeah. And that's Holy Spirit. It's, I think it's normal. I don't think we need to see it as supernatural. No, and, uh, and other than, other than that, it's from the Holy Spirit. But I, yeah. I, I don't mean it's like casual. But it's it should be normal Christianity. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, and 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 on that point, um, after our weekend there, you actually wrote me a prayer that you sent me, and my mm-hmm. goodness, I was just like, oh wow, it hit me hard like real hard. It was awesome. It was, it was really good. So Alan does in fact Thanks. have a bit of that, you know, this is what I think the Lord is saying to you gift. Um, when he knows you a trophy back there for Meltien. <laughs> there you go. You, you even got a trophy for it. Cause you, it's you, a pastoral you, type of gift that I, you know, I use and I don't take any credit for It's not a, it's a, it has to be, a combination of my heart and the Holy Spirit and yeah. my experience. Because uh, if I didn't go through a whole bunch of crap in my life too, I wouldn't be as empathetic. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was really awesome. So. Well, I'm glad for that. Yeah. Um, it, it moved me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows Veggie Tales, that's what that's referring <laughs> Bob. to. I laughed. I cried. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> what I'm about not too verse old eight? That I don't know about Veggie Tales. Verse eight in our version says, "Don't be like them, for the Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him." Yeah. So some would say that even why even pray because He knows what I'm going to pray. He still wants. What's you. the exercise of prayer doing? Mm-hmm. If all you're doing is asking for a thing, I've heard people pray where they're informing God. Well, God, you know, uh, my uncle has cancer, and but he knows that he has. I mean, I, you're just expressing yourself, so I'm not trying to mock people or anything. And we yeah. all do it. Yeah, but and, and sometimes we forget that he's God and he knows stuff. Yeah, and and really later on in scriptures and stuff like that, it says that that the Holy Spirit is actually in the throne room of God. Praying, you know, interpreting our prayers yeah, into rolling groans and, and stuff yeah, for yeah. God, right? And yeah. so God knows and he hears that, and but it's still being interpreted through the Holy Spirit, whatever we pray. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, that's so why God can understand words. all the languages. So, yeah. Because he's God and he's awesome. <laughs> he made him. As I, well, unless you're on the unless you're on the to build the Tower of Babel group, then you think it's a curse or whatever. <laughs> but 
Well, one thing I, I have to say, and I hope we have enough time. This is a big one for me. Okay. Now, and it ties in sort of to that verse. Uh, Father knows exactly what. There's a verse in, uh, I should have looked it up, but um, it's uh, it's one of Paul's uh, blessings mm-hmm. in one of his books where he says that God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine or ask or think. Yeah. Heard a bunch of different, we've heard it at the end of a service quite often, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And that is to me, one of the keys of prayer. Mm. We have to. And so if, if, if it's only a surface thing, so someone is sick and we pray, God, be with so-and-so while they're sick and heal their body. That's a, that's very, very horizontal, plain, simple, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't kind of prayer. Now, God knows better, and he can do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. So give up some of that to God's imaginings. Yeah. The imagination of God is so much bigger than mine. So if my prayers are just me thinking of a thing that has to happen and saying, okay, here's what I'm thinking, God, this would be a good idea. There has to be a submission in prayer to that, to the, to the imagination of God in this whole situation mm-hmm. and use, let the Holy spirit draw you into something bigger. So yeah. when there's a, there's a family that's, they're suffering through a thing with a sick person. Let's pray for them. Mm-hmm. Let's pray for the surrounding community. Yeah. And then let's go bring them a pie or whatever. Like it's, there's so much more like that, that can yeah. happen. That's God led. It's not just a, this or that. Hopefully God does what we want. Well, no, hopefully, hopefully. you see past that and allow the imagination of God to come into the whole thing. Cause he can do more than you can come up with. Yeah. Why and- would I settle for what I'm coming up with? I'm pretty dumb sometimes. I make some mistakes when I get overwhelmed and I don't know what's best, but God does. So if that's not an element of my praying, I think I'm missing the boat. I think that asking for a thing is 1% of prayer. I'd say that, I'd say that, yeah. Um, as you mature, you f- start to find that just asking God for things probably isn't the right way that you start to feel um, because that's very selfish. I'll, I'll be honest to be, if, if all you're asking for is that, that he would just give you things. Now, if those things happen to be food for that day, because you don't have any ask, Pray. Oh yeah, give us this day our daily bread. Give us our, you know, the, it'll be in the it'll be in the prayer yeah. that we're going to be getting to, right? That's part of that prayer, right? Needs, not wants. There's a big difference. Um, I really have changed a lot of my focus to prayers of thankfulness, being very thankful for where I live, being very thankful for the church, even though mm-hmm. that sometimes it's very stressful. And there's a lot of things that are broken because we're dealing with broken people all the time. That's okay. I'm still thankful for my church. I'm still thankful for the people in it. Right? 
I'm still thankful. I, and, and, and it puts me in a position where I start to care more for those people because now I'm actually thanking God for them and for the situations and stuff. So, hmm. And try to, try to get more of God's power because um, God's in this throne room. His throne room controls the universe, right? Like God's, you know, if, if you, if you want to get like kind of nerdy, he's like, that's like the Starship Enterprise bridge is God's throne room. And it's, it's For engineering. Moxie, well, if you're on Voyager, then Seven of Nine can run it all from, uh, what is the station she was at near the end there? Oh, I, I don't think I've finished uh, watching the that mapping, show. the mapping room. But it's, you know, I'm saying that God's throne room is the control center, the nerve hub of the universe, of everything hi- created. I almost said hive mind. That's it, not true. No, that's not true. It's not a hive mind. <laughs> God created, because no. God created us with free will. <laughs> but the universe and all of its expansiveness, the center yeah. of it is the throne room of God. It's all connected mm-hmm. to him. And he... And he controls it all. Now, that's who you're praying to. That's who you're praying to. Somebody who has everything in the universe. See, and but it, see, I grew up with this, and when college, like, okay. that's what they're selling us is that okay, God's the one in control, so that's where you go to pray, so you can get the stuff done that you need to get done. Because no, God's not what I'm saying. Do anything. Yeah, I know. That's but that that's how it's. Uh, it's been sold to me and and I had mm-hmm. to work my way out of that when I was like college age and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like your life here on earth is so finite compared to the infinite, the infinite mm-hmm. that it will be because souls don't die. Because it says well, that's the biblical thing is that we're going to live forever. There was a t-shirt there somewhere. Souls don't die. Souls don't they just, die. They just... Depending on which game you play. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I had a thing in my head and it left. Oh, that happens to me all the time. That's how it happens as we get older. <laughs> so I had a thought and... Oh, it's about the will of God. So, yeah. yeah. Like, um, so, um, another phrase or, or type of prayer that... I remember being a part of and thinking that way. You should always pray that God's will would be done. So God, we're praying for Daniel that he would uh, grow back his hair. He suffers from male pattern baldness. <laughs> and God, we just we just want you to, to give him his hair back. Just, but, just, just really. But just. if it's not your will, if it's not your will to do that, then we want what you to be done. So, and they do that with someone dying, like someone's oh, the kids dying of prayer. cancer. Yeah, it's like, we want you to heal, yeah. but also, well, God, if you do want to kill this kid, then go ahead, I guess, because we're, we're okay with your will. <laughs> and they have a twisted view of what God's will is and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, to if me, want... that was always complicated. Yeah. And, and I, I never liked praying that way. Mm-hmm. Pray, prayer. You call it the cop out prayer. Is that something you've heard before? Yeah, where you're praying one thing, but then you have the cop out at the end of it. It's like, oh, but if it's not your will, God. It's like, well, then why did you pray the first part? 
Yeah. If, you, if you didn't believe that he was going to do it. Right. And so I listened to an interview with uh, Eleanor Mumford. Do you know who that is? You know, the band Mumford and Sons? Mumford and Sons. So it's their yeah. mother. So this is her mother. Uh, they're, yeah, that was just a guess, though. I don't yeah. know them very well. Yeah, though. Eleanor Mumford and her and her husband, John. I think it's John. Um, they head up Vineyard International. They're actually based out of the UK. And oh. they've seen miraculous healings and actually prayed it. And, you know, like sore throats and stuff like that. And that was, that was fairly common. And, and this one guy came up generationally. He his 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 grandfather had it, his dad had it, and he had it, where one of his fingers was actually like scrunched up in his hand from birth. And he's like, Well, can you pray for this? And and she said her husband's like, I've never prayed for that. I've prayed for coughs, colds, you know, strep throat and 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 rashes and things like that. But he's like, I'll just pray. And he prayed. In Jesus' name, let that finger be straightened, and that, and she said it just like bam, right in front of everybody. That finger became straight for the first time in that man's life. So, prayer works, right? And what what uh, what if he had said, uh, "God, straighten out this guy's finger," uh, but in case you don't, yeah, right. He did, well, and that's a, another phrasing like, "Who did the work?" Yeah. God does, right? So, like, that's God a, does. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's some of the common for like prayer works or prayer, um, those kind of phrases too? Like, it puts the onus on the person and on the action, not on God Himself. Like, and that, that always is, uh, the power of prayer. I don't even like that phrase because mm. there's no actual power in prayer. I, I, I would disagree with there's, you on that one. There's power in God. Power there in is God. power in prayer, but there's power of positive thinking. So, I mean, people all around the world pray to, to false gods, and they're encouraged, and they maybe don't have things to happen that are miracles, but there is a power there to lift them up or encourage them or help them focus. or And that's what happens when Christians pray, too, if they're not involving God in it. Like there's a power in a uh, worship pastor praying with pads and so that to uh, to make people feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But are you actually connecting with the divine and doing something beyond yourself and and trusting in God's imagination to do something bigger than just what you can come up with? Yeah. Well, does and, that make sense? Uh, a bit. I'll have, I'll have to think about that one and unpack it later because. I'm still stuck on the, there's no power in prayer. It's like, well, if John didn't pray for that finger to be healed. No, but yeah, I know. But God did it still. Like, God so did the, it. It's but, not in the prayer, but God is the power. Yeah. So it's, is the prayer is the, is the. Maybe I'm just a tech being it's semantics, right? Maybe, Probably. maybe. Cause yeah, I think you still have to ask. God still wants you to ask. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. God still wants you to yeah. ask. He mm-hmm. wants that conversation. He wants the relationship. And uh, there is an element of having to try to believe, too, like James talks about. So yeah. I, I'm not, and this is an element that I don't have wrapped up in my head, even in the slightest. 
Because James will say, well, him who asks and doesn't believe is like someone who looks in the mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't don't pray it's not believing. He just flat out says, you got to believe it. Or what's, the, what's the sense in doing it? Mm-hmm. But then what's he applying that to? Is it every time? So then we have uh, faith healers who just, they can heal anything. Just You just have to have faith. And if you don't have enough faith, you won't be healed. Yeah, I don't. James even says the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and Uh, they take that literally and say okay no matter what you have to be healed especially if you use oil especially olive oil from a little jar that they take from a (laughs) Uh, that oil just came from Costco by the way yeah exactly (laughs) it's just some extra virgin olive oil oh but in the hands of a pastor it becomes it becomes holy oil or whatever I don't know uh, now is that becoming formulaic? That sounds formulaic to me. You have exactly. to do this. Now, as soon as you put that on there, I'm thinking that's formulaic. Now, on the other hand, Jesus also was like, go wash your, you know, you pray for somebody and then he's like, now go wash your eyes or whatever in this pool. And it didn't mm-hmm. happen until he did. And But it, it was never a, a one formula because it changed every single time. One time he spat in mud and rubbed it on a guy's eyes. Yeah. Right? I like the one old guy that he, he only partially healed them the first time. Yeah. To look around, what do you see? I just see a bunch of blurry images, and then he did it again. Yeah, and so, and, and I, th- I think... And that, I why? Think why, Jesus, why did he do it in two parts? I think Jesus, I think if you look at all the healings of Jesus and stuff like that, it was a, so there was no one thing that was nailed down. It was different. Yeah, maybe he did it on purpose so that people wouldn't think, oh, I'm just going to start spitting in the mud and putting it on people's eyes. Yeah, so, so there's no formula. Works every time, works every time. It's like he he had to listen to what God was telling him to do. Yeah. So God was like, nah, for this one, you're going to have to spit in some mud, make a paste. And so that's a lot of spit, to be quite honest, <laughs> to make a paste yeah. to, cover, to cover somebody's eyes. I'm like, that's, that's a, a godly amount of spit. Just ha 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 pun. <laughs> wow. So I don't think there was a real formula for the healing yeah, like, stuff. Yeah, that's so, important. Yeah. I, and that's I think that's kind of what we're trying to get at. Is that formulaic prayers? Um, I don't think that that's what God's after. And really, this is what Jesus is boiling this all down to: is to this, you know, just this one simple prayer uh, that's here at the end of this, well, close to the end of this section. Yeah, we should read that before we finish. Yeah, we'll kind of do that as a closer. Why yeah, we do that. Yeah, I think I think we should close with this. What do you want to read in yours or mine? Uh, I'll read it in mine, but I want to finish it with yours because yours is the more traditional. And I love the wording in that one just because it's something I grew up with, right? And it brings me comfort. So in the message, this is what it says. I need some pads in the background. I don't have anything set up. Oh, sorry. Oh, dang it. <laughs> dang it. I have the keyboard sitting right behind me, and I could have just reached over. Yeah. So, our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. 
keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Three yeses? Three yeses, man. That's like that's like affirming prayer. <laughs> oh, the is... power of threes in prayers, man. It's a formula. <laughs> Always say yes three times, yeah. So what does it well, say? Well, people. Amen and amen. Well, I'm actually going to read from the my new favorite study or Bible, the New Revised Standard Version. Okay. Because the, the new living is still not what you grew up with. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Time of trial. Lead us into temptation, I guess. Yeah. Don't let us yield to temptation, is what the New Living says. Oh, and it doesn't finish off with, like... I thought there was another... For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. That's an addition. Oh, that's an addition. Really? Uh, according to most scholars. Oh. If you look in the, in the cliff notes or whatever, they'll tell you some of those things. And there's, there's difference between rescue us from the evil one or deliver us from evil in general. That's like right. the actual Greek just says evil, not evil one. That's right, yeah. Because even in the NIV, it stops right there too, mm-hmm. and in the new and in the NLT New Living Translation. Wow. Yeah, because I'm used to hearing like, "For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever." Amen. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's uh, some of the best music in the world. Has that? For thine is the kingdom. I can hear the operatic voice. <laughs> Yeah. But it's a good prayer. It still is. I used to think it was a beginner's prayer. Yeah. No, I really like Yeah. But it's an essence of all the things you need to know. It, it really is. It really is. May will be done on earth, not so like that. Yeah. To me is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just, just, it's not, that doesn't mean, uh, uh, the cop out, like you said, that means like, yeah, may me, may starting with me, may I show justice, show generosity, show love to people. That's God's will. Mm-hmm. I have to understand God's will first. What is his will and his desire for the world? And then I do it. Yeah. Because I'm the hands and feet of God. Yeah. That's, that's how it has to happen. The kingdom is coming as I start doing the kingdom things Mm -hmm. and that's what it means to make your faith more about jesus that's right actually do the things 
Well, how do we sum it up? What's the one thing you want to take away with? We went a bit over, but we're okay. I'm good. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, Don't be too judgmental of people praying. Yeah. At least they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're trying. And they're learning. Yeah. I make the... I make the church culture the culprit, not the people. Yeah. And it's like we get so used to a thing and no one's ever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, I, know I, I make lo- loads of mistakes when I pray publicly. So, because I'm stumbling over my words and stuff like that. So the people that, you know, there, there are schools for learning how to pray publicly. Um, mm-hmm. If you have to do it a lot, I would recommend probably looking into something like that. But... And even like the common book of prayer. I love that thing. Like I've mentioned yeah. it before here. Liturgy is so rich and there's so many good prayers and oh, it, yeah. reading them is not any less effective or beautiful or anything like that's right. And they can really help you learn different wordings. And that's what I've been trying to do anyway. How many times have they used the word just? Oh, if, if you liturgies. look in the liturgy, in the liturgy, zero, zero <laughs> times. So my challenge to everybody out there is that there's, I think there was a Steven Tyler song, Taylor, Taylor song. Yeah. Steven Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. It was about praying. I don't know what album's that on either. It must be a, one of the later ones. I want to be I a clone get. or something like that. I don't know. No, not that one. That yeah. one I know for sure. I know okay. that one backwards and forwards. Yeah, I just want to want to, just really want to pray. I just want to want to, just want to. See, and I got to learn to be less judgmental of people. I'm not, and I really am, in my heart, I'm not judgmental. It's just, I'm admitting that I'm kind of triggered by it mm-hmm. when I hear a typical worship pastor praying. It kind of irks me, but that's because I'm of, partly because of where I am in my faith and in my journey with church right yeah 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 and i will i actually have i'll put it on the audio podcast so for the for those who are watching this on youtube on our audio podcast i actually have on my recordings a prayer this prayer that one of our church members did and i recorded it and i put it to music uh, because oh, it, was, cool. it was so beautiful when he did it. Now, this is a guy who walks to our church. Um, he, he brings his dog in because uh, it's, it's all he has in his world is his dog. This is his little dog. And one of his little dogs had passed away. And oh. he actually said this prayer like the weekend that uh, that his little puppy dog passed away. And... And it was powerful. And so I put it to music and I'll put that at the end. So normally we have like our, our outro song that'll be replaced by our, by uh, Tony's prayer. Cause it was Tony. Oh, that's nice. So Tony's prayer, Tony's prayer. So it was me playing around with some music and stuff like that. So, and Tony's prayer. That's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for this discussion. I have lots to learn. Please comment. Like, if you're listening to this, uh, you can comment on the YouTube video. You can find us on Discord. Um, 
and uh, not on Twitter anymore because it's toxic. But we do have an email, and everywhere you're listening to this podcast, if whether it's on YouTube or on one of the, you'll find a link there to our Discord and to uh, email us even. And I want to hear what you have to say about prayer. So maybe you think I'm way off my rocker and I need to get it together and stop making fun of people who say just so much. Always open Whatever. for discussion. Yeah, yeah. We always want to hear what you have to say because I definitely don't have it all figured out. Yes. This is us figuring it out. And we think this is how Christians should work. We should listen to our pastors. We should read the scriptures. But we should talk about it, too, even over some board games, over some pizza. Talk about the things and work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how you make your life more about Jesus, by doing this stuff. Yeah. Doing it together with people. Yeah, with people. Yeah. Not just sitting and listening, which is good. It's just, yeah, there needs to be some hash and out of some things. There needs to be some community. Yeah. Yeah, which we did. We did. It was awesome. Over some chili and stuff. <laughs> and lentil stew, stoop, because it was sort of a soup and a stew. It was good. It was awesome. Yeah. Again. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. We love y'all. And thanks for listening. And we hope to have you back here next time to talk more about what it means to make your faith more about Jesus. Yes. And just remember, Jesus loves you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our day, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.
is our day, our daily bread, daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, forgive those. And lead us not into temptation, temptation. But deliver us from evil, deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom, the power and the glory, the power and the glory. Now and forever, ever. ever.